Welcome back to the Debbie IDP Grind. I am Daryl, aka Hollywood Titan, and I'm joined by my good friend Brock, aka Chopping. What's going on, Chopping? Oh, not much, Daryl. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. It's been a minute since we've done one of these, and uh, before we get started here, I have almost convinced Chopping to do this with me each week, so be sure to reach out to him and tell him how good he does and how much better he is than me, and, and maybe we can convince him to do this every week with us, <laughs> and you don't have to hear me ramble on by myself. So They can, I, hear, the, they can I, hear the two of us ramble on instead. I'm uh, sure that's much more well, enjoyable. Right, but I'm telling you, unless you've done a podcast by yourself, I think that's one of the hardest things I've ever freaking had to do. <laughs> because because when you've got somebody else, you can kind of, you know, take a pause, you know, let them talk, catch your breath, let your whistle, you know, collect your thoughts. And then, but when you're doing this shit by yourself, man, you're just like, if you pause, you're like, oh shit, hurry up, say something. And <laughs> you're all over the place. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I, I like to talk, but damn, I, I can't do that much. Uh, anyway, it's been a little bit since we've done one of these. So, um, spring games are over. Um, drafts are starting. Uh, I know we just finished uh, the Debbie IDP grind draft, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, auctions, you've had a couple auctions go down, so uh, maybe next week or whatever we can discuss one of them, but uh, it's draft season, right? Everybody's uh, up in arms NFL-wise, college-wise, because it's kind of a dead period, so this is like overkill with draft season, so um, we thought we'd talk about the Davy IDP grind. It's not an auction. It's a straight-up uh, draft, um, a repeating draft. So whatever, you know, 1 through 12 or 14, it repeats every round. Um, some interesting picks. Uh, we had quite a few IDPs selected, so um, uh, we'll get into that. Some interesting stuff. Um, so we'll, just, we'll start right away with the news and notes here. Um, Former, and this is your uh, dude now, former TCU defensive lineman. God, I hate doing some of these names. O'Shawn Mathis has transferred to Nebraska. Uh, pretty good get for them. Uh, he's taken advantage of, well, no, this would be his senior year, and he still has a COVID year left. Um, pretty good pass rusher for the Horned Frogs uh, back in 2020. 44 tackles, 12 and a half for a loss, eight sacks. Um, really good pass rusher for them. Kind of dropped off last year. Um, I think this is a good pickup. I mean, they were a lot of teams that looked at him and gave him offers. I think this is a pretty good pickup for your Huskers, Chop. Yeah, well, yeah, and they had a they lost a defensive end into the transfer portal uh, just prior right. to that, and so it's. Uh, it's needed. I think he's a good player, you know, so I think that it'll, uh, it'll help, you know, I mean, that was a, uh, you know, a pretty solid defense last year and despite all the uh, whatever the hell you want to call it chaos that was Nebraska football season. And uh, you know, they need to continue that I think to help support whatever they're going to do on offense. So and I like Mathis. I think he's a good player. He's probably a one and done. I think he wants to, you know, have a proving ground on a different stage to see what it does for his NFL uh prospects right um former ohio state safety 
Andre Turntine has transferred to Tennessee. He's a former four-star recruit. He's returning home after one season with the Buckeyes. Um, Tennessee definitely needed some freaking help in the secondary with with all the players that they lost corner-wise and safety-wise. That's one of their weaker spots. And strangely enough, they've not been able to really address this year's needs through the portal or whatever. So to get turn time, I think that's uh, that's going to be a help there. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, again, another solid player. And if you don't, especially now after spring, I mean, the teams kind of know what they have. And if uh, it's going to, if you need to add something there, you know, so you're really seeing a lot of it on uh, both sides of the ball, you know, for better or worse. Right, Right, which I kind of like it for this transfer portal, this one-time transfer thing. I know we've talked about this at length and nausea. But I kind of like it for this respect because, just like you said, in spring games, what are you doing? You're really you're looking at your incoming freshmen, right, or incoming players. You're trying to see what you've got, what kind of uh, weaknesses you have, what kind of holes you need to fill. So I think having this one-time transfer, because most spring games are done before the deadline to transfer mm-hmm. and be immediately eligible eligible i think it gives you a good opportunity to say okay we're weak here let's go let's go address this and pick up somebody there so i i do kind of like that i I think the only thing that hopefully and it's the ncaa so it'll never be figured out because i mean honestly i think that thing's ran by like a couple stray dogs and cats and stuff but um you know how does that partner in with nil and you know teams basically offering contracts to players to transfer right now and then because you can get offered more money right and that's right you know that, that's where the mess is going to lie and how can they uh offset that or whatever you know so i don't know we'll see only time will tell right um Former Wyoming star defensive lineman Solomon Bird. This is somebody that y'all have heard us mention before on here. He entered the portal and has now transferred to USC. Um, Solid transfer pickup for the Trojans, 6'4", 249. A little undersized to play defensive line like he did at Wyoming. So he's likely going to stay at defensive end, which is more of his true position. Um but it's a big step up from Division Two to the Power Five Pac-12. Um, pretty good numbers um, during his time at Wyoming. Uh, Twenty-three games, nine and a half sacks or nine and a half uh, tackles for loss, eight six and a half sacks, a um, couple of forced fumbles, a fumble recovery. So I, I guess his one big year was 2019 where he played in 12 games, 45 tackles, six and a half sacks, nine and a half tackles for a loss. So, of course, well, the COVID did. year and all that messed everything up. But, I mean, he showed some promise as a pass rusher. Yeah. Um, they need – I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think USC is just kind of trying to take whatever to, you know, make what they can on that right. program. And if he's any good or not, I don't know. I mean, I think he did fine at Wyoming and – 2019 and really you haven't heard a whole lot 
from him since. Maybe that's some of that's due to right. I mean, you got COVID and injuries and whatever crap going on, I guess, too. So you don't know. But uh, you know, I think uh again he, he needs that proving ground, right? If he's gonna continue and and even showing well there, I mean I mean, maybe not the NFL, but I mean you got the XFL loading up and the USFL and <laughs> some other stuff too, right? So, yeah, and th- and this is kind of a trend, right? We saw this even before COVID really hit. We saw this with um, Jabril Cox, right? Um, mm-hmm. Played for the powerhouse Bison in North Dakota State. And let's face it, they're that's a premium team. I mean, I know they're Division Two, but that's that's a premium squad that just wins year after year. He jumps, goes to LSU. His brothers jump from the same place, goes to LSU. Now you're seeing a lot of these players with this extra year. It's almost like they're making their name at where they're at, and they're like, okay, I need to take this final year and jump to the big time and show what I can do. And that's, I think that's kind of what Bird's doing too. And if he well, can make it work, it's going to be some big money for him, I think. Well, I mean, a, a large percentage of players go from – you know, when they're drafted, I mean, power five rules all right. And, um, you know, the G five schools and below, I mean, they, they, you know, almost they, if they're smart, they consider that kind of a minor league to see if they get to a power five school at some point. Exactly. And this extra year of eligibility, this COVID year thing has changed it because before it was always a, a jump down situation, you know, no matter where you were at, you were kind of transferring down a little bit. Now with this extra year, immediate eligibility right away, you know, you don't have to sit out of here. You can transfer wherever you want to and start right away. So I think that's changed the game a lot. Well, you see it both ways though, too. I mean, you see the kids, that you know, it didn't work out for them at the, at the big, you know, the big school. And so they're going down, you know, to get playing time too, you know, I mean, that, you know, NFL is pretty good. I mean, for the most part, if you're good enough to play, they're going to find you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no matter, Especially you know, nowadays. Playing, I mean, they so. got people everywhere with eyeballs everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, it's, I mean, it's so much easier, right? I mean, somebody can do right. something in a game and it's on Twitter and 58,000 people have seen it in two seconds, you know? So if, uh, you know, so that, I mean, I think they, they do, but I think they also want the, you know, if you want the chances, you have to take it. You have to, you know, compete against the best to get there is that is going to help a lot. So, Right. Um, Clemson defensive end Miles Murphy has been receiving some high praise from PFF. Do with that what you will. Um, according to them, his um, run stop grade was 92.2, ranked second. Ranks as the highest in the nation for any edge since 2020. Um, you know, he had uh, – they're kind of projecting him as a top five pick, but I don't – in 2023, but I don't know that that's going to be the case. Um, I don't think he's anywhere good as Will Anderson. I mean, th- that dude's fixing to break the bank. I mean, we saw what Aiden Hutchinson, Trevon Walker – Thibodeau did this year, and I think Will Anderson's he's better than any of them. So um, I think he's definitely going to to be the number one pick next year, possibly at least top three. But Murphy's 
he's good, but he's not in that category, right? For me, uh, 14 and a half tackle or tackles for a loss, eight sacks, uh, comes back for another year with the Tigers. So definitely going to be their best defensive player, right? Um, but do you think he's any, I mean, we've seen the history of the last few years, Christian Wilkinson, um, Kalan Farrell, who's just been a bust in the NFL. Um, and they've had a few others. Do you think he's any better than those guys? I, I mean, for NFL purposes, or do you think he's kind of on the same level? Well, I mean, you, you don't scout the don't scout the helmet, right? <laughs> you know, so, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I mean, I think he's got some good, some good. I think he's got some good qualities, and he's. I mean, who knows if it'll pan out or not? But I, I like him. I don't. I mean, there were so many edge guys taken, you know, this year in the top five. I, I mean, you know, and you look at some of those teams that took him. I mean, Lions they're probably going to be back up there drafted in there again. They're not going to take another edge right away. Jacksonville could be in the top five again. They're not going to, you know, I mean, that might just naturally push some of those guys down or, you know, saying the top five pick is hard to do, you know? So, but I, I think he's, I mean, he's, he's, you know, a solid first rounder. He's pretty well entrenched in that, I think. And, um, you know, he'll have every chance. Yeah. He's to, definitely first round talent, but I don't think yeah. he's top five. I, I just don't see that because this offensive class, I think, is going to come back in 2023 from what I've seen from a lot of the people that we know. They're, they're pushing 2023, right? Everybody's saying, get your 2023 picks. So, yeah, but you're talking um, about, I mean, running backs and, you know, I mean, everybody. Quarterbacks potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Some quarterbacks. I know there's some receivers in there too. I mean, you're talking B. John Robinson and, you know, that, that bunch of running backs and stuff. But, I mean, that's a that's not a coveted NFL position, right? You right, know, I mean, right. I, even if you look at the last guys that went really high in Barkley and Zeke, um, I mean, what have they done for their teams, right? You know, nothing, you know. So I, I think that, you know, the one thing the NFL does is they, you know, they some learn and, <laughs> right. and, and are – and are kind of smart about that in the future, you know. I mean, I just as much as I love those guys, and maybe I'll I'll be wrong, and one of them will be like a, a top fifteen pick. I mean, that's just that's just a bad investment in the NFL, you know, based on how replaceable that position is, you know, from even an elite talent to a a B plus player, right? I mean, it's still it's still replaceable, you know. So I don't know. I mean, edge rushers are. You know, you got to have them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, so if this if, year's draft was more than anything in the trenches, offensive linemen, defensive linemen. So, you know, you, you can have all these quarterbacks, running backs, all these weapons, and it's still a trenches game when it comes down to it because you got to be able to rush the passer and you got to be able to protect him. So, I was gonna say, I'm going to make our first shirt's going to say, you know, NFL still pretty simple. Protect your quarterback. Hit the other teams. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I think we get too carried away sometimes with all these big stars, quarterbacks, and stuff, offensive weapons, and it's really comes down to the trenches. Can you protect? And can you rush? That's the two yeah. things. And if you can't do 
either one of those, you're going to struggle. If you can do both of those, you're you're probably in good shape. You're going to be a playoff team at, at the very least. Well, and if some you can't of, do either one, you're you're just shit out of luck. Right? Well, and some of that doesn't matter who you're. You know, you can protect oh, yeah. Daniel Jones all you want, but it might not matter, right? You know, right. so I mean, you got to have that right guy under center, and you know, it sounds like uh, you know right now everything's pointing towards Young and Stroud, but I mean, everybody's got another year to pick those two guys apart and, you know, see if it's really legit or not with the two of them, you know, I mean, right. you never know. So, yeah. I mean, it's a crapshoot really. I mean, you're kind of guessing, but uh, we'll move on here. Notre Dame received a commitment from four-star recruit defensive lineman, Devin Houston, six four two seventy, pretty good size. He's ranked 26th defensive lineman in the class. Six player out of the state of Maryland, 192nd overall. Um, you know, with Brian Kelly going, that recruiting train just keeps on going. So it's almost doesn't matter who the head coach is. It's all about the name of the school, right? That big name, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um Plus, it's helped that they've won over the years. They kept a they kept one of Kelly's guys off his coaching staff. So, uh, another another well, big get for them looks like Freeman's going to get. I mean, people. I think a lot of high caliber, uh, and probably any position. I mean, Freeman Freeman just seems like a pretty energetic guy that I could see kids gravitating to. You know, yeah. when you when you get a chance to to meet with them and talk with them and stuff, you know, so I more I, of the new school, right? You're getting away from the old school. Well, what is he? 36 or seven. I and mean, he's a pretty young kid. I uh, think. I mean, yeah. He's, he's young. Yeah. You know, and, uh, on a, you know, at least on the coaching landscape and stuff. So I think that'll help. And, and it's still Notre Dame. I mean, that's a, I mean, yep. regardless of what they do, I mean, that's always a school that recruits for itself just based on, what it is, right? Yep. You know, name so, recognition. It recruits you know. no matter what. Yeah, you put the two together, though. I mean, Notre Dame could be deadly with recruiting classes, but I mean, you got to translate that to success somewhere on the field at some point in time. All right. Um, former ETSU senior defensive lineman Austin Lewis has. He's a graduate transfer and he's decided to go right down the road about an hour and a half to Knoxville for my Vols 66270 um pretty good uh, transfer pickup for Tennessee because they lost Matthew Butler they lost some guys on the interior um still has 2 years of eligibility left due to the covid year um he started at Liberty and he crewed uh, 68 tackles, 13, uh, 13 and a half for loss, six sacks in his career there before going to ETSU where he just uh, really helped him in their playoff uh, run this year. Um, had a knee injury, only helped him, only limited him to four games, but um, veteran present, a lot of games under his belt. Uh, still relatively young for an edge room so he's going to be able to step in there and, and show some leadership um and i gotta think that hypel and those guys his coaching staff they're going to want that experience until they can get some of these younger guys uh built up and on the way 
yeah, I mean, you want to have some professionals almost, right? That have kind of right been through and stuff like that, you know. So, I mean, I'm sure I mean, that, you have these big recruiting classes, but let's face it, unless you're just freaking top five, ten players of that class, even the you know the top fifty, you're still kind of waiting your turn a little bit, especially at Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. You know, because they've just got so many good players. So, well, um, that and, and and honestly, I mean, a lot of those, you know, 17, 18 year old kids, I mean, they're, they might not be mature enough for what exactly, they, exactly is, is what's, you know, is what's needed there. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I know it, it's, it's supposed to be college football and, and about an education and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a, it's a business now, right? I mean, they're, I mean, I think they're expected to be professionals and, I, and not all of them can adapt into that and then also be ready to play every Saturday and things, you know, I think you right. see it's a step so. from high school to some of these schools. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like you're going from, you know, high school to, you know, like local Carson Newman for me and I'm not downgrading Carson Newman, but you know, that's a little easier step when you're doing something locally or division two, three or NAI. And I say NAI that I just stated myself there, but you know, it's a different when you're doing that and going from high school to the SEC or ACC. That's that's a big jump. So, um, Alabama transfer safety. Kane Williams has committed to your Huskers. 6'3", 203, was great as a four-star recruit in the 2021 class. Seventh-ranked player in Louisiana, 11th-ranked safety, uh, 176 all overall, so a top 200 player. That's a Another big pickup for your Huskers. Uh, that's two defensive players that they've picked up through the portal, and I think that's big for them. Yeah. Well, and Williams, I think uh, Mickey Joseph probably had a lot to do with that, um, with him coming from LSU, and he recruited pretty heavily down there. So, uh, I mean, I think that's going to help him. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, they could be a year away from looking for a new head coach and stuff too. So, Ugh, Don't say it. Huh? Oh, don't say it. Don't yeah. say that. It's facts of life, man. So <laughs> I know we've talked about it at length, but I, I really I was a Scott Frost believer. If he don't do it this year, he's gone, right? Uh well, I I, I mean, even you know, last year, I mean it was such a weird year, right? Three and nine and um but they Yeah, but he was in so many games. I mean they, he they weren't a, stayed on the ropes and but I, I don't think I mean three and nine this year, even if it looks like last year is not gonna is not gonna cut it, you know. I mean you you almost have to be he has to five. be five hundred or better, right? Well, I think he has to be a couple games above five hundred, honestly. So So seven and six is the line, right? I would say or seven and a half, so seven, seven and six he's out, eight he's in. Seven if you got I mean if, if they had like a uh you know, a big win or so if they, if they beat Ohio state or something like right. that, you know, or Michigan, I mean, somebody like that. Yeah. I, I get that. You know, I, they got Oklahoma again this year, you know, I mean, if they, yeah. you know, something like that, they would have to do, I think to be there. I mean, I really think it's got, I mean, eight and four or nine and three, you know, in the regular season, seven, seven and five, maybe, I guess, but he'd probably have to win the bowl game. I don't know. I just. Oh, you know. well, if you're seven and five, you win the bowl game, you're eight and five. Oh, I think they got to keep him at that point. It depends what it looks like, though. I mean, you know, 
I, I think he has to have. It depends on who the candidates are out there too. Nah, I mean, I, they they got the buyout in place. That you know, it's all it all benefits the university. I mean, to be honest, you can find any dumbass to go three and nine. I mean, <laughs> right. You know, so I don't think you care about the candidates. I just think that uh, if you get. I would say seven and five. He has he had or in the regular season he has to have a he has to have a big win against somebody, right? It has to be a Michigan or Ohio State or um, I can't I don't I don't even, I don't even remember if both of those are on. Well, I don't think all th- four of those are on their schedule, you know. So, um, and so yeah, it it has to be something like that. It can't be. You can't not but have one. Your point games, is so. he's got to have a big win, a signature win somewhere. I mean, if he goes nine and three and his three losses are to Michigan, Ohio State, and Iowa, he's probably okay. But right. I, I think, you know, I, I still don't know if they're good enough. And there's a lot of new too. You know, you got a new, a new offensive system, a new quarterback, a new, you know, a bunch of new players on defense. And I mean, you know, I could see a, I mean, hopefully we don't do it, but you could, you know, they lost to freaking Illinois last year for crying out loud, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Be interesting to see. I've always been a, uh, a Husker fan. Uh, back in the Tom Osborne days, we've talked about it many times, but uh, I just thought Frost was the guys. I still do. So I, I would like to see him succeed. I think Nebraska is kind of like Tennessee, right? They're, those are two schools that college football is better when those two are competing, when those two are challenging for stuff. So, um, I mean, hopefully it works out. We'll see. But uh, he's definitely on the hot seat, I think, a little bit. Um, UCF, UCF, kind of tying into Tennessee here. Josh Hopple's former school. Third linebacker, Maryland transfer, and he was at Tennessee before he went to Maryland. Terrence Lewis, he was arrested on a domestic violence charge. So his availability is up in the air. Um, not good when you're having those type of things in college. It's 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 never a good thing at any time, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's – Good save. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's just like I, I don't know. It's I don't know if we just didn't hear this much back in the day because of the social media and everybody having cameras and stuff like that. But this is definitely not a good look for him. It's it's going to be some trouble. Well, and a kid that I mean, you know, I mean, it's. It, who knows what the truth is and what happened and everything right, like that. Right. You know, you know, is what's, you know, reported and that he's been arrested. And I mean, it's probably not good. And just, uh, I, I, I don't think it happens necessarily any more often than it did 15, 20 years ago. I just think everything now is there, right. You know, everything, you know, right. so, um, you can't, and, you know, coaches, in a lot of instances can't sweep things under the rug like they could exactly. decades ago. You know, I mean, sometimes there's things that would come out, but you know, a lot of times, especially in the smaller college towns, I mean, things could just get, you know, look right. the other way, right. You got to keep the machine rolling. Yep. Um, 
speaking of keeping things rolling, 2024 four-star defensive back Christopher Jones was named the defensive MVP at Rivals Camp in Philadelphia this week. Um, Clemson, Georgia, Bama, FSU, LSU, Miami, Notre Dame, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and USC are all in the mix for him. So anytime you can go to these camps and uh, win defensive offenses, offensive MVP awards, that's a good thing. That's going to get you on the map, right? So the fact that all these schools are in on him, he's going to have some decisions to make. So uh, be interesting to see where he goes. Just so we're clear on Hollywood tonight, domestic violence is not good, but MVPs are. Oh, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. So hate you. Oh, you're such an ass. But, uh, well, and there's going to be a lot about. I retract you know, what I said earlier when I said, please tell Choppy how good he's doing so we can have him back every week. I did not mean that whatsoever. Um, but, uh, and, and those are. Those will be kicking off for that 2024 class a lot, a lot now, right? You know, or the uh, right. You know, so something that's kind of interesting to follow here in the uh, in the summer months, you know, is uh, kids get a chance to go to these, and you know, you can see the different things. I think the uh, elite events are starting up. Uh, um, I thought I saw some tweets about some of this invites or something like that. You know, so yep. um, I think that uh, I guess the like the elite eleven finals or. Pretty soon invites here, yeah. for that's coming out. So, yep. yeah. And then our final one is, uh, again, U.S. Or, well, we got, yeah, another USC adds former Kansas State and Maryland linebacker Brandon Jennings. Um, he was ranked the number 108th player overall in the 2021 class. Um, pretty good get for them. Um, I've watched some of his tape. He's, he's not a world beater, you know, but Definitely an upgrade for them. He could come in, make an impact for them right away. So, um, and and who knows what he can do there. So, um, and really going from Maryland to Kansas State, that's that's not a big jump, right? That's kind of a lateral move as far as teams or conferences. But uh, for him, I think it's the right move. Uh, maybe he was roadblocked, you know, by the depth chart or whatever. So sometimes these. Um, you know, these kids, they, just, they don't want to fight no more, you know. Well, Back I when I was young, you, you competed and the best player won. Nowadays, oh, I've got so-and-so in front of me and so-and-so in front of me, and you brought this recruit in. Well, I'm going to transfer and go somewhere else where I don't have that much competition. So, Well, and I think he's a Florida kid. You know, right. some of them just might have been going back home. I don't get the whole little jaunt over the spring to Kansas state or whatever, but you know, maybe, uh, you know, got told a story or something, who knows, but yeah, I think, uh, probably a good get, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a viable player for them at some point. Cause like, I mean, hundred number, hundred, hundred eight overall recruit. I mean, that's a pretty high recruit. So. Yep. I mean, that's a top, basically a top 100 player right there yeah. uh, or just on the fringe of it. So anytime you can get a player like that, I think that's a upgrade for your team. So we'll see what happens there. And that does it for the news and notes. Um, 
we want to thank you for uh, NFL.com. You know, they do um, our NFL side. They support us there. Uh, right now, we're having to do, like everybody else, we have to do our uh, college side on fan tracks. We apologize for them. Choppy can attest more than anybody uh, as he's commissioner of a number of campus to Canton League. So, he, you know, he knows the struggle there. But um, uh, it is what it is. It's, it's the only platform out there right now until somebody else steps up. So uh, we got to deal with what we got to deal with. So um, we want to thank Action 24-7. They're a sponsor, locally owned Gambling site for Tennesseans, by Tennesseans, ping pong, hockey, darts, uh, F1, baseball, basketball, hockey, USFL, anything you want, they've got it there that you can bet on. And if you'll use our promo code Hollywood100, if you're a first-time depositor, you you deposit $400, they will match it. So that's $800 bucks that you get to uh, gamble with. And their odds, I mean, I use them a lot. Their odds are as good as anybody's, the big names, if not better. So uh, go check them out. And anytime that you uh, do that, you're helping us too. So be sure to check them out. Um, our five-star topic. So we wanted to look at the Listener League for this podcast, the Daily DP Grind podcast that we just completed uh what last week or yeah it was last week sometime um wanted to go over some players idp wise to give y'all some knowledge of where these guys are getting taken it's a little different than auction of course because you're bidding uh, it's, it's not a draft take a player he's done um but there was uh there, there was what 30 you said that was taken? Uh, sure, that was a quick guess, but something like that. <laughs> so we so we had nobody in the first round, IDP-wise. Second round, third pick, and this is 12 teams, Choppy? 16. 16, sorry, my bad, 16. Oh, so maybe I need to, hang on, I may have told you wrong here. So... Right, nobody in the first round, uh, 16 teams. So we come back in the second round, and C.J. Hicks, the freshman linebacker from Ohio State, come off the board at number 19. Um, he's been a popular pick in auctions and reader and draft for Campus to Kittens. Um, with what they've lost over the last couple of years at linebacker, I think this is a no-brainer. He's going to be one of the higher picks that come off the board, regardless, right? Well, he was the number one uh, number one linebacker, um, you know, and right. in a you know in a lot in a lot of fantasy leagues for no matter what your your scoring is. I mean, there's they're they're generally still pretty linebacker driven, right? You know, so um, get it. And he probably has a a chance for some uh, fairly immediate playing time, I would think. So, right. Um, then it just took a couple picks. I think that's later. a placeholder. 
for somebody. I don't know who. I don't have that pulled up. Oh, I don't remember either. Oh, yeah. LSU linebacker. Um, oh, I didn't even think about placeholders. I forgot all about that. Um, so skip it. We did. Go on to the next one. We, we had another placeholder for Gunnar Stockton, too. No, that is Gunnar Stockton. It's just that Fantrax has him listed as a defensive back because somebody up there in Canada is smoking something. Well, this didn't go as well as planned here. So, yeah, that's the issue you have, right? Um, so you're coming back. So we had those there. Now we enter the third round. This is not a serpentine. This is repeating draft value. Um Third round, you come back to Jihad. No, oh, I'm in the fifth round. I skipped ahead. Jalen Walker. Fred, yeah. Jalen Walker, Jalen Walker, however you want to say it, the freshman linebacker from Georgia, which is actually a pretty good pick, in my opinion, considering what they lost. They lost Quay Walker, um, Nicobe Dean. I don't know what their deal is with drafting all these Walkers, Travon Walker and those guys, but. Jalen Walker is going to be a good one for them. Um, a lot of offense early. It was offense early. Well, I, I, I think you see that. And even in your in your Debbie leagues, I mean, I, I still think that, well, even in a startup, if you're doing a startup NFL draft league, like, you know, I mean, it's a few rounds before the any defensive players start, start going off the board, you know. So, um but yeah, Walker's not. I mean, good, and I mean Georgia linebackers—they got a pretty good path to the NFL. So, uh, yeah. So we come back in the fourth round. Uh, let's see here, who we got? The Ohio State safety. I th- is that maybe a placeholder as well? I don't remember right off. Sunny Styles. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a placeholder. Th- that's a placeholder. Um, oh no, he's the kid that, uh, um, no, he's he's a, he's actually pick, he's a five star for the Ohio State this year, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. yeah. And then we come back and we get CJ Washington, the linebacker from Georgia, who. I thought would have went much higher. I thought I would have thought he went right behind Hicks. Um, this must be your pick, then. Oh yeah, it, it is. is. Okay, it, this is my pick. <laughs> but I thought he would have went a lot higher, especially with what they lost at linebacker, right? Because um, you got to replenish that that uh, position group. Well, it's so, it's Georgia, though. I mean, they they had three four star plus recruits. Last year, three, four star plus recruits the year before. I mean, they just backfill and in there. So, um, you know, and like I said, if you're a George Rakuchi at linebacker, I mean, a pretty good chance you're playing on Sundays at some point. So, yep, yep. I mean, the last what five, six years, that's been the thing we've seen here. Yeah. Um, then we move along, and you're looking, and I'm kind of confused why he's got two picks here. I think he had he had two picks in the round, so I think it just lumps him into the same box. So he took Jalen Snead, the linebacker from Notre Dame. That's a huge get. That's yeah. I would put him right there 
I think Washington and Hicks are more of inside guys. Jalen Snead's probably going to be more of an outside guy, pass rusher. But I think you put him right up there with those two guys. I think those are the three top linebackers of this class easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a good player. And, you know, he'll – I mean, freshman is hard to say, right? But, I mean, he's going to see the field early in his career, I think, too. And, um, you know, I mean, if you're in a campus camp at IDP league, there's there's been some players worth owning, um, not only for the NFL prospects, but for, just for the fact they can produce for you on a – on a weekend basis too. Right. Then you've got uh, Jihad Campbell. Uh, That's got to be the, the best name of the – right? <laughs> right. <laughs> linebacker for Alabama. I think there's a log jam there, though, with with what all they've got. So you're going to have to be patient and wait. Um, we may have a few picks on. You got Marvin Jones uh, Jr. for Georgia, another linebacker. Um, we've mentioned three freshman linebackers, so they definitely knew they had a weakness, and they addressed it well in this class. The question is going to be which one of these guys steps up, or maybe two of these guys. Um, be interesting to see. Um, I hate this scrolling screen. That's mm-hmm. why it takes me a minute. Um, you're looking at well, that, that finished that well no 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 god I hate this scrolling screen so yeah I guess that finished that round then we come back in the sixth round you've got Derek Moore the freshman for Michigan our buddy Kyle kind of liked him that's a, that's a good one then you got uh, number one Kyle no, the only call that matters, <laughs> Kylina. Um, Jaheim Singletary, Singletary. I almost think that's a placeholder. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. And then you got Walter Nolan for Texas A&M, which is huge. Uh, depending on which site you look at, he's the number one, number two overall player in this class. Um, didn't see him in person, but have seen him. They do a local night series here on Thursday nights um, in this area where they play uh, or they televise games. And I've got to see him a couple times, and he's a big boy. I mean, for his size, he's got some quickness. He's got some get-off. Um but he's got a lot of deficiencies, right? You know, after that, his secondary moves, his initial, like, pursuit and stuff is questionable. Um, but I think he's so big, so strong, so fast that he was just beating a lot of high schoolers down. So he was making the impact, which is usually the case in high school, right? Uh, so it'll be to see how he develops at the next level. And at Texas A&M, that's not going to be an easy chore for this class considering they've got Shamar Stewart and they've got Walter Nolan. I mean, that position, that defensive line group, they recruited heady and they've got a lot of guys. So it'll be interesting to see who stands out in that group. Uh, God dang, I hate these scrolling screens. This pisses me off. Um, 
So it looks like it's going to take us through round seven, which is Samar Stewart, which is another guy for Texas A&M. I think he's the better player, actually, than Walter Nolan. Um, he's more of that edge guy, got more of a frame. I think Walter Nolan eventually kick his, kicks inside to defensive tackle, where Stewart's going to be more of your edge guy. Um Kind of surprised he landed in Texas A&M. I don't know what the deal is there. I just figured he would go somewhere. I actually kind of thought he would stay home. So, um, And then Travis Shaw for North Carolina, that's a guy that I'm picking up in a lot of my campus to Kent leagues. Um, I know they have Desmond Evans, who they got last year or the year before, but Travis Shaw is going to be another guy on that interior. Um, He's huge. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. He's like three fifty or more, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he ain't messing around. He's 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 <laughs> eat a few pancakes in his day and gives them out. So, um, I I have to imagine he's he's staying interior. No way he kicks out. Um, but with Desmond Evans and Ra Ra at linebacker, that's a good pickup for them. And then this next one, I'm curious because I've seen him go in one of your uh, campus to Canton auctions. Xavier, and I'm going to mess this name up, <laughs> Wonkba and sure. Wonkba. We'll go with it. Uh, safety for Iowa, huge get for them. And I think in one of your campus, the Canton Leagues, he went major high. I mean, there was a lot of money bid on him. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a he's a five-star recruit, and, and I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, another school that does a pretty good job about developing players, too. Right. So, um, you know, be interesting to see what he does. And he, I mean, guys, he's kids, a beast. I think, you know, I think he's going to be a really good, uh, good safety. He needs to put on some weight. I know as they all do coming in, but, uh, I mean, I would be surprised if three years from now, if we're looking at a, you know, be safety in that, uh, what would that be? 2026 20, draft or whatever it is, you know? Right, and I think it could be a little quicker than that, right? Uh, yeah. Because they've lost a few, they've lost a few players, um, and I was one of those schools. They're known for a few things, right? They're known for their offensive linemen, they're known for their defensive ends, and they're known for their safeties. So I think he's going to be the next in line there. Um, you know, Monty Hooker's one that comes to mind. So they have a history of producing top NFL players. And I think he's going to be a next guy. I just found it interesting that in one of your auctions, he was, oh, I forget which one it was, but he was one of the top 10 bid on IDP players. And then here in a re and another redraft, but here in a regular draft session, he's going in the seventh round. So you see a big disparage there. Uh, well, yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, everybody kind of looks at, I think, different things in these, uh, in your supplemental drafts for uh, your your campus to Canton teams, right? I mean, I, I didn't even take it even as a player in this draft here, you know, for example. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, 
I just think everybody kind of looks at them a little bit different, you know. So, uh, well, it, it depends on what your roster looks like, too, right? Yeah. I mean, you can play this so many different ways. So, um, oh, shoot. Um, Rhaenyra Dilworth, and I, his nickname's Ra Ra. I just mentioned him a minute ago. He's the freshman linebacker for UNC. If you watch their spring game, from all indications, he's going to be the starter. He started the spring game, and he was all over the place, making tackle after tackle. Um, so if Desmond Evans, the defensive end, and Travis Shaw, this big defensive tackle, if they could put the pressure up front, Raw Raw is going to make a huge ton of tackles. Um and I think he's a guy that you're going to have, like I said, th these are guys that are incoming freshmen, so you're going to have, what, three years of control of them because they can't leave until you're, till they're juniors. So um, if they pan out, that's huge for your uh, college teams or your IDP uh, campus to camp teams. Yeah, I mean, the, the guys you can get that, you know, they stick around longer, but if you can find a production from freshman year on, that's obviously huge. Right. Um, you got Shamar James, linebacker for Florida. I thought that was a good get for them, especially what they've lost. They've Over the last few years, they've kind of – their talent level overall has kind of dropped uh, with the coaching change. Um, I thought this was a pretty good get for them has a good opportunity to maybe start this year as a freshman um, if, if he can pick it up and learn things. So I like that. And then Josiah Stewart is a freshman for Coastal Carolina defensive tackle. Um, we talked about Travis Shaw. I think Stewart's another guy that while it's Coastal Carolina, it's not a big school, he has a chance to come in and start right away too. So. Yeah, and they lost uh, lost some production well, up there last year, so they're looking for someone to uh, fill back in. Yeah, they lost Gunther, and they lost um, – oh, gosh, my name – my brain went blank. Uh, the defensive tackle uh, – oh, what was his name? Brewer, C.J. Brewer. Yep. So they lost both of those. So they, like you said, they've lost some production up front. So there's an opportunity there for Josiah Stewart to step in and and pick up some of that slack. Um, I'm getting all nasally. My allergies are messing up. Um, Lander Barton. That don't sound right. Yeah, no, he's a he's a four That's star. A for, no, he's a four star for Utah. So. Oh yeah, um, he might, I think he was Somebody last else. year. He, uh, he was he was last year, I believe. Yeah, um, with um, Devin Lloyd out, there's a chance there. I mean, anytime you're losing a star and you get an incoming freshman like that, there's always an opportunity, right? Yep. Uh, AJ Finley, Mississippi defensive back. Damani Jackson, defensive back, corner. Um, that's a huge get for him because they was a lot of teams in the running for Damani Jackson. Tennessee was one of them. Um, and I think with what they're doing out there in the Pac-12, they don't play a lot of defense, right? So it's run, gun, sling it uh, with Lincoln Riley out there now and what he's doing. Um, 
they're going to score a lot of points. So if you can get these players in and just make a few stops, it's going to be huge. So um, he was one that was highly recruited. And then Jeremiah Alexander, linebacker for Alabama. I know I have him in a couple places. Um, kind of buried on the depth chart. They have some guys in front of him. But I don't know that they're anything special. So if he can be that guy, he can quickly uh, rise up the depth chart. Um, you're making me talk too much. Keon Sab, defensive back for Michigan. I really was surprised that he lasted this far, um, especially with what Michigan lost. Daxton Hill. Um, oh, gosh. My brain just went blank. I can't speak. <laughs> well, they, the I mean, safety they lost. They've got. Uh, yeah, they lost Hill, you know, but I, I think they're another school that kind of probably has a kid from, you know, 2021 or 2020 that's ready to fill those shoes. And, right. I mean, could he – I mean, he's going to see the field some, but I mean, I think a good pick there, especially if he's actually a, a safety. You know, I, I think to me personally, I think some of the guys that grabbed that grabbed corners – you know, I mean, I don't know, whichever, you know, the, the unfortunate thing about fantasy football scoring as we know it now, I mean, corner, you, you like the guy that gets beat and tackles the guy after he beats him on the route, right? So. Exactly. Um, moving along here, and we're getting into the ninth round. Ooh, I don't know who this is. Jimmy Rolder. Is that a placeholder? Uh, I'm not very. Jimmy I can't Rolder. remember right off. Well, I don't know your boy. Uh, hook him because we're getting these late rounds. I don't know some of these, so um, I'm going to skip over some of these because, like I said, these are late round guys. Sean Murphy, and this is another one of my picks. Linebacker from Alabama, a four star recruit. Um, you know, it's like a machine, right? assembly line, right? They just keep recruiting, picking these guys up, and they just keep turning out NFL players at the position. So Murphy, I like him. Definitely worth a flyer this late, especially since it was a position of need for me. So why not, right? Um, I, and I think that's this late in the game, that's, that's kind of what you're doing. You're attacking your needs, going for these flyers. Uh, but I was surprised he he lasted this long. I thought he would be gone now. I thought he was a top six round pick. Uh, so to get him here in round nine, that was a pretty good steal. Uh, round ten, Akeem Dent, uh, defensive back for Florida State. That's a good one. Uh, sophomore, uh, and I'm, I can't read that. Amari, the black freshman linebacker. Don't know much about him. David Bailey, Stanford, and then we round it out, which <laughs> we, we've we got two here, and both of them come from Iowa. Um, I got into the seventh or eighth round of this draft, and I was, as I was drafting, I was going back and looking at my roster, and I was thinking, okay, what positions do I need? Where do I need to address? And for some reason, I didn't have a start in safety. <laughs> and I was like, 
what the shit? What am I going to do here? You know? And I, I started looking and I was like, oh, Jack Corner, uh, senior safety for Iowa. I was like, oh, man. Because I had just picked Murphy the round before and I was like, oh, shoot, I don't think he's going to make it back to me. Luckily, he did. So I got I got my safety field there with Keon Sab a couple rounds before. So um, Corner, kind of the same line, you know, of um, Amani Hooker, those guys. Uh, Jackson, a couple years before, they produce some good quality uh, defensive backs. And then I didn't even realize this guy was out there, Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end uh, for Iowa. So, again, they always produce the big guys, A.J. Epineza, um, those type guys. So they they have a profile, right? They're looking for those big run-stopping edge setters and – so far, it's translated pretty well to the NFL. So, anybody well, in this draft that stood out to you, or no? Like I said, I mean, it, like I said, it's all relative to team needs and how you want to value it, right? Like, in, I mean, I, I think when I drafted, I took—I don't even know. It seemed like every time I came up, I thought I thought a receiver was the best player. So that's what, I, <laughs> right? That's what I took a lot of, right? And so, um, I, I think that the, the thing about those O is if you, you know, especially like the the high four star or the five star guys, if you want them, you have to, you have to, I don't say reach, but you have to be prepared to take them in the, you know, right. second, third, or fourth round, and you know, and. and cultivate your roster that way because they're not going to last much longer. Right. You know, so. Um, yeah. Cause everybody's Googling and searching the, the five and four star recruits. Right? Well, and, and one so, of the things that, you know, I mean, I think there's still, you know, a lot of, you know, we only drafted 160 players, you know, there's still a lot of four star kids right. out there too. So. Right. And, and like you said, it depends on your, Team needs, you know, what, like I told you, I, I was drafting and realized I didn't have a, I needed a starting safety. So while I drafted a player like Keon Sad for Michigan, I'm not going to be able to count on him right away to step in and, and be an every week player for me. So to find a Jake Corner still out there on the waiver or on the uh, available, that was a win win for me. So, um, and I've said it on IDP Nation. I think, for me, that's where everything changes because I think fantasy football has grown, college or NFL, it's grown to the point where, I mean, Kyle's talked about this. Well, who would you take, player A or player B? Or would you take position A or position B? Well, without knowing your scoring, without knowing what your roster looks like, it's kind of hard to say, you know, you, you can say, well, I take player C over player A or whatever. But a lot of times what me and Kyle's find when we do these one-on-ones with our Patreons, when you're breaking down the roster and you're seeing what's available on free agency or what's coming up in the draft, that changes everything because you just do not know what's out there and who's available. Well, and especially if you're looking at, you know, in a, in a campus can't league on that side of it. I mean, there is such a 
the vastness for available defensive players that, right. you know, depending on what your NFL team looks like, you might only want college production or um, not feel the need to, you know, to, to reach for a five-star recruit, you know, because you might have a linebacker group that's already set in stone on the NFL side. You just want guys that can, you know, you're fine taking a linebacker from UTEP or something like that, you know, so, right. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I just, I think they're interesting though. And the, the funny thing is about them is I don't know if there's like a real clear dynamic in any C2C league as, as to who's the, on offense or defense, like what's the right way to draft, you know, cause it's still a pretty new format. And so everybody's kind of learning as they go, I think a little bit. Right. So. And we've talked about this. Are you winning, especially in campus to Canton, are you winning the campus side? Are you focusing on the Canton side? Are you trying to win both, which I think is extremely hard, which <laughs> justice did by the way last year in the Debbie in this listener league, which I think was just crazy. He won both. He won the uh the campus and the Canton side. He had no business winning the Canton side. I had that locked up and he stole it. So I know he listened. <laughs> he will be penalized greatly for that this year. But <laughs> I mean I that's just don't you think that's just something that's that's insanely hard to do is win both sides. Um well, I think you can. I just, I mean, obviously it, it happened there. You know, I just think that, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is you have to know a lot about college football and be right. Right. active with your team on that side. And that doesn't necessarily work. And then you've had to put a team together on the NFL side that does it, you know, like in our one, you know, campus can't league, I won the college side and, you know, I thought I had a good chance to win the NFL side and I got voted, booted in the semifinals of the playoffs, you know? So, right. um, you know, I mean, I, it happens and I, and I think it can, I, but I don't think you could do it. Could you do it consistently? Probably not. You know, That would be so hard to do. I, I, I'm with you. I don't, there's no way you can do that consistently. Consistently. I think there's a, I hate to use that word. There's a little bit of luck involved in that. Well, I think that I don't, you, I you, like you said, you have to be a good fantasy manager to be able to pull that off. Well, like, and I just is my point being is he had a good college side. I had the dominant NFL side, right? In the Diddy League, uh, went undefeated and then got upset in the playoffs. So there was a little bit of luck involved there. But at the same time, he had to have a good, he had to be a good enough manager on that side to build a team that could win. So, um, well, and, yeah, and I, I just think your, that's so hard to pull that off. And on your college side, I mean, your your roster turns faster, um, right? And you're dealing with a lot more unknown when it comes to building that roster, too. You know, so you have to, you know, be very active on it. So, right. Well, that does it for our uh, listener league draft. Um, hopefully, some of that information helped you. Uh, you'll have to look over some of the placeholders because I completely forgot about the placeholders. Um, <laughs> I just never hit my brain. Um, but we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll go over one of Choppy's leagues if he wants. 
If you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know. We're more than happy to uh, help you out. Players, questions, trades, whatever it takes that you want to know, let us know, and we will uh, go over that with you. And um, on that note, Chop, I think we've done as much damage as we can do tonight. <laughs> All right. And we'll uh, we'll see everyone next week. I'll get this posted up here in a little bit. So uh, we're out.